was just last time, it was just last year at this time that I was on sabbatical in Norway and Sweden. I had only three days left on that glorious trip so that I might return to Stockholm where they cap off uh, the midsummer celebration, June 21st, the longest day of the year when the sun hardly sets, and in a land that is uh, known for only three hours of sunlight in the deep midwinter, this is truly reason for celebration. These were supposed to be my people. My grandfather emigrated from Småland, Sweden, and went to Minnesota, and I wanted to see what I had in common, really, with my immigrant roots. And uh, I found also how we differed. People were very, very tall, very, very lean and in shape everywhere and very, very blonde most of the places. They ate huge breakfasts, which I'm not sure I could follow often, including pickled herring at breakfast and vegetables. But rarely did anybody I spoke with or interviewed go to worship or even believe in God. My sabbatical theme, as you probably well know by now, was called The Danger of a Single Story, based on a TED Talk by Chimamanda Adichie, a Nigerian novelist. I believe wholeheartedly in her premise. Then and now, it seems even more important for the fearful and conflicted world that we are living in day after day. There is danger, she says, in seeing others through only one lens, our own experience, one storyline that we mostly create in our own imagination rather than knowing our other neighbor face-to-face. Take Philadelphia, for instance. You know, we have a certain way of labeling people. Um, There are the mainline folks, and uh, there is the Kensington section. There's the downtown center city types, And then we have the Amish country mindset, and then there is the Pocono Mountain mentality. The old world Pennsylvania Dutch also, among whom I served in my last congregation. Maybe some of you are they. But we have certainly in Pennsylvania, I have learned as a a new resident here, that there are certain labels that we kind of summarize people in, and good or bad, I think we recognize them. There is... um, certainly a large uh, community of diverse individuals in each of those neighborhoods who are unique with unique goals and unique experiences and unique uh, religious affiliations. But we can, by force of habit, you see, and lack of exposure, begin to lump people that we don't know very well into a preconceived category that diminishes their gifts and also there are commonality with them. A warning to all of us soon headed to Tennessee with the Appalachia Service Project, we are about to immerse ourselves in a culture that may be very different uh, than what we have experienced. Cherish this opportunity as we go together to sit on the porch, to listen and learn about the lives of families that we serve about the different things they value and about what they can teach us, sometimes in the midst of their poverty and of their alienation from the rest of the world. 
cherish this opportunity from their perspective and learn their values, their family closeness and unity. So Chimamanga, our author, tells in the stories of her TED Talks about stereotypes that many Americans have of Africans in her experience. She says, we often think of Africans as those who have little access to education, little food or water, living in grass huts with stick-like legs, battling diseases like malaria and Ebola everywhere, at war all the time, And we mistakenly refer to Africa, she says, as a country, when it is a continent. In truth, Chimamanga attended college in America. She grew up in a middle-class family in the city in Nigeria, and she's a best-selling novelist, a wonderful writer. And still, her whole life, she said, she read about Nigerian history through the eyes of British writers who ruled and colonized Nigeria. It was through their eyes that she was trained and learned to understand her country. Whoever gets to tell the story, she says, has the power. Whoever gets to tell the story has the power over others. This flaw in our human nature isn't new. In Jesus' day, there was squabbling and division between the Jews and the Gentiles, the Romans and the Jews, the lepers, the tax collectors, men and women. Men wrote the stories, of course, at that time. They had the power. So women went unnamed and omitted most of the time. We hear today in Jesus' teaching from Mark, the great commandment, the summarizing of all Jesus' instructions. Love the Lord your God with your soul and heart, mind and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. If there's one thing that's the center of Jesus' teaching, it's neighbor love. The original command, however, that he uses really came from the Old Testament, from Leviticus 19.18. At that time, the law only required Jews to love other Jews as themselves, not anybody else. It was still okay to hate and demean the Gentiles by law. So Jesus, here in our Gospel from Mark in the New Testament, is making a radical move to expand the meaning of neighbor love. Now there are to be no boundaries, no haters allowed in that kind of love between groups and no exclusion of disciples and of their actions with others. Doesn't matter. Not Muslims, not LBGTQ persons, atheists, Democrats, Republican, Chinese, NRA loyalists, or black Baptists were all to be loved as neighbors. The Apostle Paul, years later, also doubles down on the same theme in Galatians, as you heard this morning. In Christ, you are all children of God through faith. There's no longer Jew nor Greek. There's no longer slave nor free. There's no longer male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. I recently quoted, and I'm doing it again because I think it's such a great quote from Teresa of Avila. She says, there are only two duties that God requires of us. Only two duties, the love of God 
and the love of neighbor. That's a summation of our faith. The more we grow, says Teresa of Avila, the more we grow in the love of neighbor, the more we grow in the love of God. It's a tall order some days, I know. This week has been a week of horror and of rehearsing all the details of Orlando. The killing spree and the scope of violence boggles the mind, numbs the senses, breaks the heart. We have been brought to our knees once again in fear, anger, blame, and grief. But we cannot just go on with business as usual one more time. We may not all be on the same page. We all have different perspectives on what's taking place in our world, in our communities, different solutions, different gifts for what makes for peace and justice in our time. I am sure that is understandable, and we celebrate our differences in the family of God. But still, our overall challenge for everyone is to be reconcilers every day, not labelers who diminish the humanity of our neighbor. Christ calls us to love neighbor as ourselves, to seek peace and pursue it. Can we pray that God will use us then, somehow, somewhere, very soon, to heal a breach between a neighbor, to show our children the blessing of diversity with their friends. Or maybe we need to seek summer reading on the beach that will deepen our understanding of other cultures, of sometimes those that we fear the most. Can we, by the Holy Spirit's power, let go of dangerous single stories that divide us and find our niche working for social justice and embettering the lives of those who haven't as much as we. Listen to their stories, those on the margins. Tutor a child. Help restore balance in our resources. Listen to their stories. Listen to the TED Talk final words of Chimamanda. Stories matter she says. Stories have been used to dispossess and to malign, but stories can also be used to empower and to humanize. Stories can break the dignity of people, but stories can also repair the broken dignity. American writer Alice Walker wrote about her southern relatives who had moved up to the north. She introduced them to a book about the Southern life that they had left behind. They sat around reading that book themselves and listening to me read the book, and a kind of paradise was regained, says Walker. Chimamanga said, I would like to end my TED Talk with this thought, that when we reject the single story, when we realize that there is never a single story about any place, and I might add any person, we regain 
a kind of paradise. We regain a kind of paradise. Peace of the Lord be with you. Amen.